called somebody in high school saying they like made a noise and they did like a funny face i was like wow you really look like a gremlin there and i got trolled so hard for saying that because they were like what's a gremlin what the fuck is a gremlin sarah like just and i went the the 1980s movie like there was three of them just making and this person would not let it go and i went wow are you really that offended that i just called you that because of the gremlin noise you made but they didn't even know like what it was it was and they were so offended and so offended and then making fun of me for knowing this obscure movie and i was just like man insecurities in high school gremlins is not obscure i know but apparently to their ass it was and i'm like listen bitch they're uneducated ass did you know their pop culture howie Howie mandel from the briefcase game what is his name um, make a deal. Let's make yeah, a yeah, deal. Yeah, but that's his name, right? Howie. Howie Mandel. He's the voice of Gizmo on uh, in Gremlins. Oh, like I thought you were about to say he was in Gremlins. I was well, like, he <laughs> is. He's the he's the voice of Gizmo. No, but he's like not. But like I thought you were about to say like he's like an actor. Like a, like no, a f- no, no. And I was but like, he is I was in like, it. oh, he, yes, of course. But I was saying, I thought like I was like, did I not recognize Howie Mandel in Gremlins? I was like, oh, wow. oh no, 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 no. That's what I meant. I was oh, more okay. like, so you'd like, be like, surprise, he's actually that kid. Well, I mean, if you think about <laughs> feel old oh now. Oh my god. <laughs> <But> you know, <laughs> like it could have been. Or you could put the picture of Gizmo and <laughs> like this is Gizmo now. Feel uh, old wait. Yet? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's not how that joke works. That's, no, that's not how that works. I actually don't find that joke as funny you know what you know what it's really funny though for it's really really good for when it's pete wentz and then chris jenner and it's like this is (laughs) this is pete wentz in 2007 (laughs) this is him now feel old yet it's chris jenner and that is so funny because of the haircut it's just like the emo haircut is just like what moms do yeah 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 it's like the people who rock the emo haircut were emos and like karen who talks to the manager (laughs) Because they love, because they love a strong bang, a strong swooping bang, and Mm -hmm. they love having a thing in the back, just a, a thing that goes up, you know, like up, 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 and it's just like, how did it get so spiky? It's always so spiky, and I'm like, how do you style that? How do you make it just spike like that? And you have your bang so straight in the front. I mean, it's like (laughs) such an impressive endeavor. It's such an impressive endeavor. Yeah. Well, it's just so interesting about the <laughs> the face you're giving me right now. Um, I no, you were just really impassioned about that. But the only thing I can think of right now is the uh, mom who's now like growing out her hair, and it's like the longest I think I've seen it m- most of my life, and it's still not that long. But as she's growing out, she was like, "Oh, she's like, who the fuck convinced me to do the mom cut and keep it so short for all these years?" She's like, "I hated it. I hated it, but I did it anyway." And someone just told me I should chop off all my hair, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that sucks. I'm glad you're growing it out and doing what you want though now." Oh, um, the Bashfords? No, my, our mom. Oh, 
Oh, our mom. Yeah. Oh, I miss I her. Mom. I miss her, but you said. Oh, I oh. thought you said like the mom. I oh, the mo- I, I said mom. Sorry. Mm, poor diction. She's keeping it. Oh, yeah, she's growing it she's out now. She's growing out as like for. Oh, I always liked her hair though. Oh, I mean, I did too, but I think she's really enjoying like styling it right now. It has it's like kind of like shoulder length. Yeah, there's more to play with. She's got very yeah, and, and it she was has just funny. Hair. Mama's great hair. But it was just funny because she was like, Sonny like convinced me to chop it all out. I guess it was after me. She used to have it really short in the 90s. No, yeah, it was really short. It was like the... But I'm trying to think... Who no, I'm actually, she may have put her hair before me. I think in most of the pictures, I'm trying to think. But um, yeah, haircuts. That's the thing. Hi. Hello. Welcome, welcome. back. Yeah, welcome. So glad that you would join us this evening. I feel... Today, I'm about it. We've <laughs> <laughs> so rude to the listeners, I'm always. So You're always so rude. <laughs> I'm a salty queen, such a salty queen. We're releasing these on Wednesday morning, so maybe you're <coughs> listening to us in the morning first. And if it is, good morning to you. Good morning, yeah. And if it's the afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. And if it's the evening, sup, yo. <laughs> And if you're listening to us at 1 a.m. because you can't fall asleep and find us incredibly boring. I'm so sorry for the nightmares you're about to have. Enjoy them. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so we're going to kick this off. Yeah, so um, I was telling RP recently, there was something that I used to do with my roommates back in D.C. My beautiful roommates, Aaron, Eric, and Derek, and then our honorary roommate, Caroline, and I'm pretty sure it was something Erin started, but when we were all home at the end of the day, just chilling on the couch, smoking a bowl, we started doing this thing called highs and lows, which was like, what was your high and low of the week? And it was actually always really nice because it kind of always like kicked off fun conversations of us just like hanging out. And so I had brought it up to you being like, oh, I thought this would be like a nice way to kick off the show for us of mm-hmm. our highs and lows. So would you like to start? I'm asking you, or would you like to ask me? I'm a dealer. You tell, lead us. Here we go. Okay, so um, I'll start off with um, I'll start with the low because I think okay. ending with the high is nice. That's nice. My low of the week was this past week. I was in like quite a bit of like constant pain. Just uh, I had a call back last week, and I threw my neck out at like the very end of it, which is not the first time I've injured myself at the end of audition where I like tore my hamstring once at like the very last thing I did an audition. I just kind I of remember that. I just go wild, I guess at the end where I'm like, give it your all. And then I just release something. And then my body's like, fuck you. And so I, this was after I had just not worked out for two weeks because my lat, I like pulled something in my lat and strained it. So it was right. hurting. So I was like, I got to take a rest. I went back to working out for three days and then I like fucking threw my neck out and like hurt to, s- it hurt to sleep on it. It would just Ooh. be like, it's that constant, like, I would ice it. It would feel a little better, but like Mm -hmm. Advil doesn't really help because it's more like a deep muscle, like a deep pain where it would just be like constantly there. And so now, I mean, it's no longer low because it's finally kind of the first day I woke up without it, but that was kind of my low of the week. Yeah, no, that's been going on for me. Absolutely. It counts. Yeah, I couldn't work out and it just, yeah, it just set up a whole thing where I was like, I'm 30. Um, (laughs) Um Later, I'll be making yeah, you yeah. circle back to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this will um, come up later. And then the high of the week was uh, that callback was successful, and I got cast in the Rocky Yay. Horror Show at ACT. Yay! Which is very exciting. It was my first audition and callback for a show, like a traditional theater show, in 
over five years yeah. since being in DC. I did well I, well. I did actually. I did audition for Rocky Harv at the Victoria Theater when I first moved here. Got in, but then couldn't do it. Just because I had just joined the San Francisco Neo Futurist, which was also an audition callback process, but that's like a totally different. different. Yeah, different so like than just this kind. Yeah. Yeah. So just being back in like a room and doing it all, like it really felt wild, and there were a lot of feelings that came up around it, and just feel crazy. The auditions didn't do that to me, but the callbacks certainly did. All of a sudden, like all these old sensory memories of when I used to do auditions and callbacks in my early twenties after studying musical theater yep. and yeah. school, and like that competitiveness and then the self-doubt and then the the crazy just so wow. many insecurities just come come it's the floodgates are open yeah and it was surprised how much they i hadn't really experienced that specific set of feelings in so long so it almost surprised me how quickly it just came back it just was like woo. so that was like a a low also that was like it made me feel crazy last friday i was mm-hmm. i felt like emotionally like yeah. Like everything had just been pushed out of me. I really needed to talk to someone. My friend Leslie. Ooh, um, sorry, I just hit some equipment. Uh, my friend Leslie. She's getting animated over here. <laughs> so animated. Uh, my friend Leslie, who is like a very successful actress in the Minneapolis area, ended up calling me back and we were able to talk and she really oh, helped good. talk me off a ledge a little bit in this yeah. way, in this sense. So that was that was also a high, but the ultimate high was actually just getting called ba- uh, called back and then getting cast as an ensemble member Yay. in this production for the spring. So yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's I think gonna it's gonna be great. Yeah, I love that show. So yeah, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be really fun. Can't wait to get dressed up for that again. That'll be amazing. So thank you. Uh, and those are my <laughs> my highs, my lows. I love them. Love loved them. And now let us move to you, my dear sister. Okay. Well, I would say how. Yeah, I'll also start with my low. So my low actually happened today. It happened this morning when I got um, aggressively harassed by uh, a man in the car behind me when he started unnecessarily honking at me when I was waiting for pedestrians in the crosswalk. And part of that low is that I got so frustrated with that that I instigated it by honking back, which led to him aggressively pulling over next to me, rolling down his window to scream at me and uh, repeatedly call me a fucking bitch. I think at one point he said, I'm going to kill you, you fucking bitch. And that was, yeah, it was a lot. And I was on my way back into work. So I had to pull over and cry and call mom and that calmed me down. And then I called you. And so that was definitely the lowest point of the week. Um, Men are such pigs sometimes. I mean, yeah, it was just truly like toxic masculinity ruining the party once again (laughs) yeah it was um it was a lot because you it's funny like i've seen it's the second time probably also in a couple of months where a guy has aggressively pulled up next to me and honked at me for something so insignificant too just like the pulling like honk back sure flip off yes and this is where my problem comes in is that like i instigated back because i'm this is also when I realized that I do have some of dad's habits and that is that I can't let it go. And I'm in the car so often that I'm so, and so frustrated by people that it has become harder for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to let that, he, yep, he angrily pulled around me. He went through the intersection. No, I also had to pull over and roll down my window and yell back. At least I'm proud of that because I was like, he was screaming, fuck you bitch at me. So I'm like, uh-uh, not going to take it. Um, or I'm not just going to curl up and pretend like it's okay. But I know it that's the hard thing is because you don't want to feel like you're backing down. Yeah. But also knowing that. I thought he was going to get out of the car. Sure. But then, yeah, putting yourself in this way of being like, yeah, 
you're prioritizing instead where you're just sort of like, you know what? I don't want to take that. I'm mad at you. But yes. road rage is so different. Like yes. people on the street almost would never do that to you. No. In well, that way. No. And like nobody would like, or you're even thinking like, yeah, it was, it was. Cars bring out like a, a real monster in people. They do. In this way that's like, can feel dangerous and feel unsafe. Well, it's just funny. Like, and I think I talked about it recently with somebody where like driving in general should be a communal effort because there's so many of us on the road. So it should be people being aware of each other, working for each other to, so that people get from A to B safely. But everyone treats it very much as a, I'm the most important person on this road where I need to go matters more than everybody and what I need to do. And like, I'm just as guilty of it. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, we're all like, I'm not excluding myself from this at all. And so it was, but it's just not, we're just not, taught it's not a societal no. thing to think of driving no you're taught the mechanics and things but like and then i guess like that's what you're supposed to learn in driver's ed but i can't remember what we fucking talked like that is not what we talked about well in driver's also ed. you're not when you're learning in driver's ed you're rarely driving in the way that then you actually end up using yes. driving yeah and you're probably more polite and respectful because you're learning and you're terrified because yeah. you're in this huge thousand pound beast yep that could turn left even slower than you thought it could yep. as you slowly make your way through an intersection and you're about to get hit by a car. Like you are so much more alert, I think at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think you, I don't remember ever talking about like the social, like con- no, like the no. social construct of driving. Cause it's just something that evolved. Yeah. Too. And it's, you pick up the habits of the people that you're driving in the car with. So it's, I like to think that I picked up more of mom's habits at times, but like in this, in these moments of how I've become more agitated from driving in the city like seven days a week constantly for what I do uh, I have become a much more agitated person and I don't like that Mm -hmm. and so I think today was finally a really good reminder of I need to take a breath I don't want to um instigate is that the word I'm looking for yeah instigate somebody or yeah I I don't want to egg somebody else back on like Mm -hmm. either so it was a good as terrifying as it was because I thought this man was going to get out of the car and maybe assault me um mm. it was a good learning lesson to just be like gotta learn to take a breath and just let shit go because it's not worth it and it's just as bad as texting and driving it's just it can it, it can wait you don't need it i don't need that energy i don't need that energy it's not so serving you it's not serving me so that's done no longer gonna put any more energy into that man although that face will probably haunt me for a little while and then I would say cheers the high up cheers to that. Cheers Amen. To Oops. Um, and then I would say the high of my week is that I got, um, I have a new job interview for next week, which is exciting. I've been Ooh. wanting to switch my job. I haven't really been sure about what I wanted to do, what other field I would be good in. So that's been disheartening. And I think I've been reading a lot in horoscopes lately to like. I mean, your sign in returns is like here. We are like in yeah, it. Queen. We are upon it. Yeah, queen. So it was just saying, I think I was reading things where uh, the nice messages were like, you know, opportunities will arise and you should say yes. And so even though when I read the job description, I wasn't sure if I was necessarily qualified. I was proud of myself for taking that first step of messaging that person back and being like, hey, not sure if I'm qualified for this, but I'd love to hear more. And their response being, you're absolutely qualified. Like let's set up a meeting. And so that felt really great. So I have that meeting coming up and I'm just looking forward to, even if it doesn't go into anything, it's now kind of setting me on that path of what I can look for and the opportunities um, that are out there that I know are out there and I just have to be good about 
grabbing them, going for them. Well, congratulations so. to that. That's very exciting. Thank you. Proud very you. excited. Thanks. Me too. It's a nice moment. <coughs> Speaking of nice moments. Yeah. We had like one of the nicest moments of our lives last, last night. night. Honey. Oh my God. It was so good. Honey. Yeah. We saw. That's a full circle moment for us too though. Oh, it's such a full Well, they don't even know what we saw yet. I know. Well, I, was, yeah. I know there are, there are so many things about announcing what we saw. <laughs> Obviously it is shrouded in mystery. Yeah, right I now. Know. <laughs> but we saw a phenomenal production last night, which really tied together one of our, probably one of our earliest bonding. Yeah, definitely. Things that we shared. Yeah, things that we shared. Yeah, things that we really shared, especially in our, not as like a child child, because you would have been in middle school and I would have been at end of middle school, beginning of high school. Mm-hmm. So this was like our first big cultural, ooh, we both love this thing. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And so last night we saw... Buffy the Vampire Slayer live at Oasis in <laughs> San Francisco. They did once more with feeling. And so for all my Buffy queens out there, you know that there was the musical episode and it was brought to Season life. Season six. Season six. Is it episode three or four? Um, Maybe actually a few more in. Oh, more than three or four. I think it was pretty close to the beginning. Uh, I think she was still kind of adjusting. So, like, I think okay. a little bit. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Ma- no, no, no. I could be wrong. That's probably a good guess. But, um, yeah, it was their their musical episode, which, again, if you were a fan or maybe you even saw it, if you're not a fan, <laughs> um, it's just a fabulous episode. And it's something that I knew all the words to, all the songs. And I was just fangirling my little heart out watching these beautiful drag queens and kings on stage bringing this to life in just such a humorous way such a delightful way i, I was i was truly giddy for like two hours and then afterwards i was just riding that high of getting to talk to your friend michael who played buffy and his buffy was just <laughs> like kissy the hands be- the, best, the best the best combination of like actually accurate Yes. To Sarah Michelle Ge- Geller's type of acting for Buffy, <laughs> but also making bun- Buffy into this uh, like hilarious, like she's the ringleader of the show. Yeah. So like playing it with this like dry sensibility, yes. <laughs> which is like Buffy is dry. Like she yes. had a dry sense of humor, but it had like this extra oh. note of just mm-hmm. over everything. Yeah, which that, was that queen drive. Just yeah, like absolutely. Michael brought it. Oh, it was so funny. Michael is like the phenomenal so glue talented. for the show. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And all the costumes were spot on. So spot on. Yeah, Carissa. Did the coloring. Did them snacks, who's a fabulous drag queen oh. here in San Francisco. Big An shout ama- out. Amazing job. It was just so good. And all the jokes were there. And like all the, again, when you're a fan. They do it's it enough. Really it's like they give you everything you want as a fan because they it's like created by people who love Buffy. So they pay loving tribute. But what's nice is that even if you didn't know the show, which is hard to say because they do, so there's a special affection, but they do so much explaining because the the show, since it's the season six and the show is seven seasons, well established. there's a ton of backstory and plots and characters and like references to things that have happened that you just (laughs) would miss, but they'd be so good about making jokes about it as doing like exposition to the audience. Like all the character introductions and to be like, hi, Xander, my best friend who's now marrying the demon like Anya. Like that's what happened in season five. Bebo boob. Yeah. Like all these great asides. Yeah. That were so brilliant. And then just enough. And actually, I think 
the most impressive part of the show. Oh my God, yes. Was so, la- so there's a character in Buffy, if you don't know it, Giles, who mm-hmm. is Buffy's watcher, the person mm-hmm. who kind of trains Buffy. Her father figure. Father figure, yeah, because yeah. she doesn't have a dad. Um, uh, plot hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> plot holes. You just they always need stop showing up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so at one point, Right, right before Giles was about to sing, I because I remember this episode, I used to listen to it a ton, but I had forgotten so much. Yeah, you turned to me and you went, Giles has a song? I and like, I literally went, I asked, does Giles have a song? And I said, yeah, this is it. And I go, <laughs> and then you went, he does? And then he go, I went, yeah, it's like the one that's slow motion and there's knife throwing and like he's trying. And you were like, oh, and then we turned to like keep watching. And then as that song is playing. So in the TV show, to kind of give you like a visual, he's singing around Buffy while training her, like in their workout space. And he has like ninja stars at one point. He's throwing it to everything. Like she's going slow-mo doing like her backflips and all these things and dodging the, the, the stars. Um, so then on stage in front of us, they did this amazing he's thing. Holding where it was, he's holding a dagger. holding a dagger and he would throw it. And then someone in one of those all black suits to like, match the background grabs it and would do slow-mo as michael is doing slow kicks as buffy i hope this bit like my description uh, you can understand it because it was so funny and so good and it just looked so good yeah it was amazing because you were at first you just saw the person holding the knife and you're like this is so funny that they're doing this because they would just slow move it yeah but then what was amazing was actually with the way the lighting was and the way the background was like they do it on a small um, cabaret stage, uh, very simple, bare sets, barely any too much, because it's just the way um, Oasis is built, yeah. which is great because one of the Shout best... Shout out to Oasis. Yeah, one of the best things about this type of production is it's low, seemingly low budget, but playing into like the, the B-film camp of it all. Yes. And so the background is a black curtain, and whatever it was about the way the lighting was and then those black bodysuits is that actually when you soft focused your eyes, it would actually kind of just look yes. like the things were slow motion moving. You were like, this is incredibly effective stagecraft. Yeah. That was Working that with both, what you got. which was both aware of itself and also worked, which is what made it even better because since it didn't try to be serious, <laughs> then you could almost take it seriously Yes, and give it to yourself. Like my favorite moment was, you know, he throws three, they had three daggers go and Buffy like kicks punches and then the third one she does a slow motion backbend and the other one of the two people who did the slow motion like got behind Buffy so she so Michael could do this like slay <laughs> back yeah. so it laid back and it was so funny like just to watch this thing happen and you it's like that type of show <laughs> they achieved it so well because it played into its like seemingly low value of doing like a production when you're like I don't have amazing sets and I don't have like all these crazy lights even though the lighting that Sophia did was incredible, incredible. like they use that space so well yeah and they play into the quote-unquote like low budget theater yes um effect so that when they pull out something stunning like the slow motion you're like holy shit which <laughs> I think it would have been impressive anywhere but it just felt yeah, such it. an impressive feat and absolutely played it so well a huge shout out to that entire <sighs> cast I just loved it so much. Which also had some really great singing time, oh, too. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> so well done, especially for, like, the females taking on the the male singing, which, you know, was like when I'm, like, singing, you drop things down an octave, but that's, like, an, like an uncomfortable place to kind of sing sometimes. And no, they, they did it. They slayed it. Like slayed it. it. D- it was the so queen who played Anya, the queen who played Tara. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> the then, Queen of Lanteros. I just love the direction. It and was then Angel so funny. As oh, sweets the demon. My God, it was like the showstopper. Oh, because she has. She would sing it low. She would take yeah. it down. But I mean, she just has an incredible singing voice. But she yes. could really play the low riffs. She had a delicious. She has a delicious quality of voice anywhere. But in that low, you were like. And then she'd bring it up. And, oh, and uh, then she would scrub, like belt her tits off. It was so fun. Yeah, it's just it's, it's and it, so coming back to it, this was like one of the first shows that we like basically watched together. Yeah. Besides, kind of like our morning cartoons as kids, this was like the thing that we bonded over. You introduced me to the show, and I fell in love with it. And then it was something that we watched together. And then I eventually went on to buy the, all the seasons and still hold. And you <laughs> bought the comic, you bought the, the Later the on, I bought the, I bought the, uh, yeah, when they, when I er learned that they had turned it into, well, they continued on with a, like, you know, multiple seasons in comic book form. Yeah. I bought the giant compilation of all of them, which I'm really sad because it's in DC somewhere. Oh. So I had left it at Madam's yeah. and then never got it back. Oops. So if anyone at Madam's is reading it, I hope you like it. It's a it's real fun. Shout out to Madam's on Adams. Madam's on Adams. Um, but yeah, I was so it's funny because I had asked you this question last night, which I was, which I found interesting that we had never talked about, which was if you were Team Angel or Team Spike. Um, <laughs> I think I was always more Team Angel. Totally. Just because. I just liked those seasons a little bit more. Yeah, I think in the beginning. I, I mean, I love Dark Willow season six. I mean, I love season seven. But I just, I think the thing with, I just liked Angel more. I liked his spinoff. I thought always Angel was a more interesting vampire to me. Like Spike's whole like proud boy thing. Like Spike, I, I liked what they did with him. Like I thought he was a good character in the show. Yeah. He just wasn't my favorite character. Totally. I just liked Angel more. Yeah, absolutely. And so I always was like, Angel. I've never really been like Team Angel, Team Spike because... Yeah, we talked about it. My friend Sean last night who we saw the show with had talked about, oh, I never really thought about Team Angel or Team Spike because I really just wanted to be Buffy slaying the demons. Absolutely. I didn't give a shit about the men. Totally. Which is kind of what I identify with because even which though I, I was gay, I never watched that show as being like, they're so hot. I just watched that show being like, I want to be a badass woman who's either a witch or a fucking demon slayer. Yeah. But were you Team Angel or Team Spike? Okay, so also a really difficult question because I think initially I probably would have answered saying Team Angel if you had asked me back when I was still, like when I was like first watching the show. But, but as I've gotten older, no, 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 I'm Team Spike. Yeah. Like, okay, because what happened for me is that I um, agree with, I love how they in Angel did such a good job of then making, especially like Cordelia, making fun of how broody Angel was all the time. And I think that's what also got to me. I was just like, damn bitch like suck it up in a way with him but and i kind of like like what you see is like spikes like yeah nonchalant bad boyness i just thought was more interesting to me than just always being like buffy we can't do this and then like <laughs> and every like break up and you're like um okay how many times are you guys gonna break up in a span of three episodes but then you know with Spike, it kind of got drawn out, and it was so fucking hot. And we were talking about that, like you weren't, you didn't probably notice like the sex side to it as much, or like it wasn't, it didn't capture you in the way that it captured me. And we talked about like I have a, I had a much higher sex drive as a young child. I have learned through those shows um, than you did, and so I did. I also wanted to be Buffy, but I wanted to be Buffy kicking ass, getting the two hot vampires. Like yeah, bitch. 
She slayed on all fronts. So anyway, in conclusion, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Besides, is you can't say it because it's closing this weekend. Uh, yeah. Or it will yeah. have closed of last weekend. But you know for next year. Yes. Keep an eye out for it because it's truly worth it. Especially if you're a fan. Also, even if you're not a fan, it's really great. It's really fun to see the things that people come up with. And it's just so creative. And I think that's also the thing I loved about it, too, is it's just like it reads of somebody who loved the show. And that's all you can really ask for. And those kind of performances is somebody giving it their all. And it just it works so well. And it's, it's our community making the show. Yes, it's our community making the show. So For it's our community. Yeah. So it's just it's so special. So in conclusion, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my favorite show. Past, present, and future. Cast her next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, I would die. Okay, uh, we'll and be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we are back. Hello. All right, Ryan Patrick, no more stalling. We've got something big to talk about. We do have something big to talk about. You, ma'am, you just turned 30, old crone. I entered my fourth decade. Damn, that was a fun weekend. Oh, it was such a fun It was weekend. an amazing weekend. So now, at where where are we in time? Where This happened two weeks ago. You exactly, d- you've two been we- exactly two weeks ago. Yeah, you've Today been 30. Today is Friday, November 8th. Grape. It's good to know and the I, date. Yeah, grape, grape, grape. And I have been 30 for two weeks now. Yes. Crazy. It is wild. Um, So the love one of the lovely... There were so many lovely things about that weekend. But the loveliest thing about that weekend was that our dear parents, Tim and Kath, and our younger brothers, Matthew and Owen, Matt and Oshmo, came out to celebrate with us, which was probably a combination of both joyous and stressful. Correct. Correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Um, I know joyous and stressful probably for both of us in different ways. But tell me, how are you feeling now that A, your life is basically over mm. and B, how would you like kind of like to sum up maybe that weekend and how you're feeling now? Okay, so there are a few things that I want to say. Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it'll be well. A, it'll be oh, a first. Okay, you are just. <laughs> you gave me a puff of that vape and I've come alive. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! Big shout out first to um, Dan, who works at Ghost Vapes. Dan Mirsky. Um, a former New York neo-futurist who I had performed with, who now works at Ghost Vape. So talented. Me, yeah, who sent me this delightful Ghost Vape, which is, this is we're not even sponsored. Nope. We, but it's great. It's this flower yeah, yeah, vaporizer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really. Yeah, I know you're really <laughs> feeling it. We can tell. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, we d- um, loaded it with this delici- delicious Sunset Sherbert, which is this great hybrid. I love Sunset Sherbert. I knew you would. Yes. So good. We can talk. We can tell. Um, and so, big shout out to Dan. Okay, moving back to the birthday. Anyway. Here are the few things I want to talk about. Lay them on me. Anxiety and joyous. Yes, mostly joyous. I'm mm-hmm. um, having family in town. There were a few times when we would be hanging out where I would feel really anxious all of a sudden because mm-hmm. you just realize you kind of have to be on. But not that anyone was ever demanding I be on. Yeah. Mom and dad and Matthew and Owen couldn't have been nicer. There was never this feeling of like, perform or like, show us everything. I think there was just sometimes the times like... That is <laughs> our delightful <laughs> roommate, Miss Larry. To be fair, she's doing this because also yesterday she had a big, um, <laughs> <laughs> you stupid <laughs> bitch. I know, this big interview, which I didn't know, and I had been in my room 
not thinking today. My messages and then I like came out singing, being like, "Oh, oh, oh Oklahoma!" I was just be like, roll out, full out. I'm just I was just. No, it was not even full out that loud, but it was. But I was doing it in the hallway, and then I was in the bathroom peeing, and I was looking at my text messages, and there was this message from Larry that was like, "Please try to be quiet between six and six thirty, as I'll be holding an interview from Aaron's room." And I looked at the phone; it was like six twenty, and I was like, "Oh, stupid." Well, she's just giving it back to us because we are recording this in my apartment. Um, so I was saying, mm-hmm. joyous and anxiety ridden. I was surprised by the anxiety I was feeling, like as particularly on my 30th birthday. Yeah, you were pretty anxious. Yeah, it was weird. And I wasn't anxious about turning 30. No. I, I wasn't like, oh, it's 30. There was just something about that day that was making me feel, ooh. And then I learned later that you thought I had been reflecting it on you in some way. And I'm so sorry if I... Had been because it was so unintentional. And, and I knew that, too. I, I know that it's just because of our relationship, I tend to be the person. I think that in those moments that you when you are frustrated or feeling that way, maybe like your guard is just down. So it's like that on thing. So you can just snap. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't even snap. It was just like a few moments where I was feeling I was like. Okay, did I do something? I was like, is this just him being jittery? I was like, because of our family being here and like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything terrible. It was just yeah. these few moments where I was like, I can't tell if this is because I did something and I've annoyed you or if it's just your anxiety getting and the better. And it was, of you. yeah. It yeah. was so it's interesting now to have learned kind of about like I don't feel um super anxious all the time but i do get anxiety like just a little bit so it's been interesting to recognize these times as welcome to the club (laughs) so that was writing that day but overall having our family here was this really really delightful experience and having mom and dad be able to come in to our world now Mm -hmm. that i've been here four and a half years you've been here two and a half years my life is so established in this really beautiful way with this great group of friends. I live in this really beautiful apartment, which I think my life has been leading to in this way of creating, we have this space that is very central to our friend group and people come over and they love our home and we've painted these fantastic colors and mom and dad kept commenting like, oh, it's such a wonderful home. It's looks great. It feels very lived in and it's dripping with Mm -hmm. personality. It has lots of color. It just felt really nice for them to, like where I was like that was like like I know it's a good feeling for them so that's a good feeling for me and then we had the big party on um Saturday Saturday, Mm -hmm. combined with my our delightful friend Justin Milben uh who also turned 30 that week there's so many Scorpios in our friend group joint birthday so we had a joint birthday party at the Lone Star Saloon big shout out to the Lone Star Saloon we love you Lone Star who also turned 30 this year at that location yeah that they've been was around crazy. since the 60s so they had all these banners up I know what you're gonna get one I know and they're gonna give us one it's so they cute they were so nice so yeah they had truly all the these, best all these banners up that said 30 everywhere which was so just really it, cute it was I perfect know, and it was amazing because the 30 was like a man it was like the poster uh, we'll have to put a picture up yeah um, but it's a man and then like the hook of the three is like a dick, but you don't really. So it's re- very subtle. It's very tastefully it's, it's done. Very tasteful, and like you don't even notice that a person until you look really close, and you're like, "Wait, yeah, that like is the a hit penis." It, the hit it. You're like, "That is a penis." And you can actually see it on my Instagram under one of my birthday photos because it's behind my head. Yeah. But we'll try to upload one to the Instagram at no my actual sister, so you can see it. Nicely done. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and overall, though, so they came to that party too. So all these friends came. That was really delightful. And then having mom and dad there and actually meet everyone mm-hmm. and kind of be just immersed in it, immersed in our friends and see how lovely they are. And our friend Ms. Andy going up to dad when he was alone because he arrived first by himself a few minutes before the boys and mom and waiting there. And Andy just went up and started talking to him. And so yes. it, it made me really proud of my friends for being excited to meet my parents and our parents just being able to. No, no, that's fine. Just, <laughs> <yours. laughs> just mine. Just mine today. Mm-hmm. The boys did so great too, and that was that was the part that I think I was probably no, most nervous for, and also yeah. excited for because Matthew and Owen are. It's funny to say they are so different from us, and then yet seeing this the similarities that we do all have, and it's really cute because Owen is, really loves to talk about it now. Or Matthew was saying it a lot how he and Owen are best friends, and you and I are best friends, but then, like, when we all come together, we're all best friends, and yeah. I ag- and I agree with that. I, I like our dynamic as we've gotten older, and getting to know each other as people is really exciting. I think this is probably the first trip, including the last trip we had home in a while, where, like, I haven't gotten super annoyed at Matthew and yelled at him, which is really lovely. <laughs> but they do come from a different world. Absolutely. Sometimes do not always say, the most politically correct terms. We won't get into that too much, but that made me nervous for them being maybe a little tipsy. What would they say? Would they accidentally offend somebody? But they didn't because they truly are. Maybe if they're not always as, as the kids like to say, woke. Sure. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Or just their world maybe is a little... It doesn't immerse them in the type of culture it, yeah, that, that we're, we're immersed yeah, in. Yeah, that we're immersed uh, in. So our sensitivity to those things are higher and it's not necessarily the crowd they run with all the yeah. time. So it's not as big a deal because yes. it's not as omnipresent, yeah. but it is important to us. Yes. So they did start to try and I think one of the highlights of the entire trip was them meeting our friend Mal. Yes. Who identifies with they, them pronouns and... And that was their truly their f- very first experience with that when they kept saying she to me and I kept correcting being like, well, these are the pronouns. And granted, alcohol was involved, so I don't, they didn't quite understand. So I, I just I brought it back up later, you know, saying, hey, this person is really important to me. They're one of my best the boys friends. loved Mal. Because they, yeah, that, sorry. So that's what it comes down to is they, Matthew and Owen, loved mal all three of them were so cute and getting along this love over basketball and someone was wearing a jersey that mal matthew was wearing the jersey of mal's favorite basketball player is also matt's favorite basketball player and mal is so friendly so they just like ran over to matthew and had also i had talked a lot about them so they were very excited to be meeting the boys and then when we you know came back later as like a family at the end of the night I, i just brought it up being like you know, this person is really important to me and I see how well you all got along and this is someone's going to be my life and I love that you love them. These are their pronouns. And it was just so interesting because it was, you know, I c- could see dad was so a little confused, but he was like, okay, cool. And mom was like, great, of course, we're going to support them like that. And Matthew and Owen were still, I don't want to say confused, but just get taking it in, right? And yeah. then they tried. They like, as we were talking about it more, they would stop and and change it, and you realize that these are. This is the first conversation. I see the conversations all the time in our friends' posts on Facebook of having to have these conversations with people, and I myself was now face to face with it 
for the first time with yeah. people who truly didn't understand it. I've had other people, like I've had people ask me because you and I lovingly refer to each other all the time as she. Yeah. And so I have asked people who know you stop and say, oh, does RP go by? And I go, oh, no. In our, like, at our group of friends, a lot in the queer community between gay men, she is like a term of endearment, referring to each other as girl. And so this time being the first time I talked to somebody who they've never experienced it. They've never seen it firsthand. Yeah. They've never known. I, d- I could probably, with 100% certainty, say Matthew and Owen have never met somebody who's using who has changed their pronouns. Yeah. So, yeah, I was afraid of how that might go, but it actually went really well, and I, like, look forward to, like, kind of being able to have more of these conversations with them. And they're hoping them. to hang out with Mal when Mal and Andy visit New York. Yes. It'll be... <laughs> murder them. Um, oh, now they're using the megaphone. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. Anyway. Indie podcast. Sorry, I just home. totally hijacked your thing. I apologize. No, you didn't hijack my thing at all. I think it was um, beautiful. I think that was um, a, that was a highlight moment um, that ties in. Yeah, they're hoping to hang out with Mal and Andy when they come to New York in mm-hmm. a week or two. Yeah, soon. So, yeah, soon. So we were expressing how you were expressing how important Mal is to you and yeah. honoring their pronouns. And the boys were open to trying in this way. That was delightful. And as you were saying, this is like an adult vacation we all took. And it was so nice to have everyone kind of as fully formed adults or close, you know, getting closer to that point. Yeah. Now that the, like, just the boys are both over legal age, they're 22 and 24. Mm-hmm. And we just had such a lovely time. And yeah. I think one of the best things of the party, you surprised me, they were wearing. Um, I, get, I get, yeah, I, so I had messaged them a couple weeks in advance. So one of the things Ryan required of everyone was you gotta turn a Luke, and people and some people really did. We had some cute outfits because um, we love to dress up in our group. So I had messaged the boys. I thought it'd be really cute since you have such a unique style, but there are a lot of pieces of yours that they love. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I give you some of RP's clothes, like some of his like cool pants and things like that, will and they were like, oh, totally, yeah, we'll dress up. Um, they said the tank tops were taking it a bit far for them, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. but they did wear, I gave them to like uh, what I thought were my favorite of your like kind of hip hop nineties pants and they came and they owned it and they loved it. They looked great. They did look great. As people have said, wow, they really did look like slightly, even though they're both really tall, they're like miniature versions of Ryan. They were like, some per- one person was like, I feel like I'm looking at the phases of Ryan kind of like aging, <laughs> like young, middle and like now older. And I was like, oh yeah, it's not. Incorrect. It's not. It's amazing how much I do look at you, and you. We all make faces, and I'm just like, oh my god, Matthew. Absolutely. Especially if you do one of those. just That's the one. This sort of goofy face. It was funny flipping through photos, trying to find a nice photo of Matthew. God bless that. Uh, the time lapse on photos now because I was able to. There was like this really nice photo of him. Me. Oh, a live photo. Live photo. Yeah. And I had almost forgotten that you can do that because if I just moved it like literally two frames over, like he's smiling. But in the main one, he's making this dumb face. And it's just so typical Matthew. You saw the escape from Alcatraz photo. We showed that to you. Yes. Mom was like, that is a terrible photo. And she's not wrong. You probably look the best out of everybody. But it's really weird how you're just like completely flat like angle. And they're all like facing forward. It's a terrible photo. Really? 
Yeah. Oh. I thought it was nice. Maybe I was just so focused on Matthew because you didn't you didn't come to Alcatraz with us the first day. <laughs> no, but the story he tells is really funny. If you want to, uh, the yeah, what he, what yeah, he yeah. said. So Matthew and Sarah so famously. famously <laughs> okay, am I going to tell the story? Or you want to tell the story? I just want to say famously, <laughs> famously. <laughs> you said okay, good name. Mm, sorry. Okay, so famously. Sarah and Matthew can get into it, and by get into it, it really means Matthew does something and Sarah flies off the handle in ways that are have just been it's just it's just you know sibling stuff recently it doesn't happen as much as sarah's gotten better and matthew doesn't egg her on as much in this way he does but matthew i try to find it as charming as everyone else is this rare combination of those people who can literally drive you up a wall like have you tearing at the walls because he just does not stop. But then because he doesn't stop, then you turn around and you just laugh. You just like end up laughing and you're like, this is so funny. I mean, my mom on Alcatraz said, well, Matthew brings the entertainment because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like always going. He's got, he's singing or he's rapping or he's doing what, yeah, his, his, like when you, when you, when you want to see what ADD personified <laughs> is, <laughs> you just need to meet Matthew. It's Matthew Richard Welsh. And so, he was, I mean, he was being really funny on Alcatraz. He was making us laugh a lot and we were having a good time. And then after we left Alcatraz, we were taking a a lift down to the ferry building. And at one point, Matthew just says, it's a good thing Sarah isn't here because <laughs> I am on fire today. And then that would just start getting her really mad. And then that would egg me on because Ryan would be laughing at how mad Sarah's getting. And then Sarah would get mad that Ryan was laughing. And then mom would just start <laughs> laughing because the whole thing is funny. And it would just, she would be so mad. <laughs> And it was this, it so was so funny such and such so an accurate, accurate read. Like our whole family just burst into laughter, knowing how well Matthew had just read Sarah and knowing that you would find it funny too. Like it was such an it's endearing truth true. to admit. I think oh. what was so charming about it was the brilliant self awareness of Matthew in that moment, <laughs> where, you know, I'm just like also at least recognizing that he's obnoxious. <laughs> But it's nice knowing now, too, that, yeah, we have gotten into a better place in our relationship. I try to laugh at Matthew more now. And I and he is. He's so delightful in a really in a way that also just annoys me. I just have always hated how char- damn charming he is. People are very charmed by Matthew. Very charmed by him. And very charmed by Owen, too. He is, as... Grandma would say, like, pop up a schmoozer. That man comes into a room and tries to schmooze. Oh, my gosh. But really quickly, a final a funny story about Matthew and Owen was, so two of the amazing guests at the party were your beautiful friends, Kendall and Witt, who we have talked about famously on the podcast, probably every episode at this point, got married. They who, are truly the pinnacle of love and light and everything magical. Well, my dad met them. He was like, oh, I feel like I've heard so much about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I feel like I know you. Anyway, but Kendall is Ryan's best friend. They have a beautiful love affair with each other. It's really special to be around, to watch them both just gaze longingly <laughs> into each other's eyes. So Friday night, we did like an intimate like family and close friends kind of birthday dinner and cake with for you. And Kendall and Whit were supposed to come, but came really late because they got trashed at a work event thing for Wit. Yeah. But it's just funny because they came in all like not stealthily, but like tipsy. And it was so funny. And Kendall was so drunk and it was adorable. But at one point it was kind of like wrapping up and mom and dad are getting ready to leave and Owen and Matthew sitting on the couch and Kendall was really wanting to talk to you. And Matthew just goes, all right, should we like leave? And Kendall's like, 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so Ken, and Kendall and um, Matthew and I were like, damn, okay. And then they just kept coming up to me the next day being like, like Kendall hates us. And he's like, but they're like, no, no, but Kendall's just like in love with Ryan. So she's like wanted to be with Ryan. I was like, yeah, she's in love with Ryan. But like, they were like, but then they were trying so hard. And then just kind of became the joke for the rest of the day of like wanting Kendall to like them. And Kendall's like, you're trying too hard. <laughs> they're like, I don't know, because like we're sarcastic. So like, we, but it was just, it was really sweet to watch it them really fight for this, um, the affection of this person. And I loved it so much. My two final thoughts yes. for this 30th birthday thing really only two (laughs) (laughs) here we are again coming back (laughs) semi-circle okay bangs now uh first best bangs to you okay so just remember you created me i cannot even get a sentence out without you just jumping (laughs) in sure can't okay i'm waiting seriously (laughs) and i'm going to speak now great okay so (laughs) I'm literally going to put my hand over my mouth and go. So, big thank you to Lone Star Saloon for hosting a party and a huge shout out in particular to our friends Robin and Elaine who are Robin Simmons, Elaine Denham, powerhouse DJ couple who play... Love them. Love you. Our favorite music in San Francisco. If you ever have a chance to attend one of their shows, please do. Do it. Like anything they play in, it's fantastic charlie the owner of the lone star saloon told me after we wrapped up the party how lovely the party had been he said all of your friends were so nice usually they're like one or two assholes but no one was an asshole everyone was freaking awesome so a thanks to all our friends for being amazing and coming and saying about birthday you. and huge shout out to all the friends who helped set up that party you are the loves of my life and i was so charmed because charlie had said none of the friends were assholes but he said oh it all started with those DJs, he was so gooped for Robin and Elaine. He was saying how their music was a great tribute to like the great house DJs of past and like mixed in the new so well. And they just have such a fun, playful sense of music and dancing and just creating a vibe. Great and taste. The amazing taste of music. And they really do care about the nightlife and, yes. cur- and curating it. And so it's actually great to talk to them about like what they love and what their plans are. And they gave me a little USB. They had a, an event that night. And so they after they had to go a little early, which was great, bec- whatever, because they could just play for five minutes and I would be utterly, utterly charmed. Yeah. And they put an, a USB that continued the mix and kept playing, which was amazing. And then they put other songs on it. So it was just so good. They're amazing. We're so lucky. I, I, truly discovering them has been one of, the top highlights of my life here in San Francisco. I'm always excited to go and listen to them. I'm always excited to see them because not only are they talented, incredibly talented artists, but they're wonderful people who I think our group of friends has now made such a lovely connection with. And that's just, again, it's all about community and it's all about, you know, supporting your local artists. And it's really fun when you and your friends find something and you geek over it together. Cause we do, we, when we know that they're playing a party, we geek out and we all go like, this is what we're doing. So, you know, remember, support your local artists, support your local DJs. And if you want to hear, they have an amazing mix on SoundCloud. My favorite mix to listen to is their set from Polyglamorous 2019 in April. So good. I think it's on Robin's SoundCloud, Robin Simmons on SoundCloud. Fantastic. And he's R-O-B-I-N. Mm-hmm. And then Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Yeah. It might be on Elaine's as well, Elaine, E-L-A. 
I-N-E, denim, D-E-N-H-A-M. Yeah. So that's like a plug for them because they're fantastic and phenomenal. And if you happen to be in San Francisco or anywhere else that they're playing, like go, 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 go. So thank you so much for playing my bar- my birthday party. It was just, it was exactly what I would want. Uh, last thing is that when I was like 21 or 22 and I was working at Toby's Dinner Theater, I was in... This must, I think I was 21 because I was in a production of Anything Goes. It was that summer, my first show at Toby's. And we went to this actress in the area, Maria Egler, turned 30. And I went to her 30th birthday party. And I remember thinking, wow, 30, like so old. Just wow, like that's so far away from where I was. Because it was, it's like 10 years. Mm-hmm. It was 10 years at the time. And just what that meant. And I remember talking to her and she felt so distant in this way of being like, wow, you've like really lived life and you've done all these things. And um, it's been amazing to get to this age and be like, I really don't feel any different. And yet I feel totally different from that age where you're, you think you're going to have certain things figured out and you don't, but then there are a lot of things that you now do that seems so inherent in who you are, but that was not who you were uh, to eight years, five years, three years ago. So this 30th year has been really great to reflect on all the things that have come into my life and the life I've built for myself and the wonderful community I have and uh, the projects I have coming up that are really exciting. Last weekend we started filming, besides Rocky Horror, my other hive of the week, I can't believe I totally didn't mention this, was that the project that yeah. I was filming um, the night before XXXmas with Boloney. We yes. started filming last weekend. We finished filming this upcoming weekend. It's we going to be so good. Got our goals on the crowdfunding campaign. It's fantastic. Yeah, it feels really good. So we're doing that. We're making queer art and doing it into the world. We'll be releasing that soon. So keep up uh, for that. So there are a lot of things that I'm doing now in my life that I almost never imagined doing. Mm-hmm. After taking the time to, in my mid to late 20s, I stepped back from traditional theater when I moved from D.C. I I knew I didn't want to really do that as much anymore because it wasn't satisfying something inside of me. And so these last few years I've explored, I went to Burning Man, I moved to San Francisco, I met new friends, I got really involved in like queer community and nightlife and all these things that I hadn't done in my early 20s or even in my late teens, just kind of really exploring my queerness in Mm -hmm. this way that now I feel like I bring fully into the world. And so I thought it it felt really nice in a way to get Rocky Horror because Rocky Horror because I came into that audition feeling more myself than I had when I had auditioned for anything ever before. Yeah. And so being able to kind of enter with something that I do love to do mm-hmm. and have that in my 30th year feels like a special marker. And so it's nice to be able to reflect on all of that here right now. So yeah. uh, amazing to be 30. I love getting older. So, and thank you so much, Sarah, for making it such a lovely weekend by helping with decorating and uh, just everything you did. Grabbing an entire Mediterranean platter of food in my car. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of emotions that night. So thanks for dealing with that. Um, I love you. I so love you too. I'm really glad that you had a special 30th that you're feeling so great coming into it. You deserve it. It's been a wonderful ride so far. And so all I have to say to that is cheers to another fucking 30, bitch. Cheers to another 30. Woo. See you on the pod in 30 years. No, oh God, if we're still alive. If the planet's still around, yeah. 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 Mm, mm, mm. Another day, another topic. So um, anyway, 
here we are at the end and mm-hmm. we want to hear what you think, what you know. We want you to tell us about your family experiences, maybe your 30th birthday, any other big birthdays you've had. Please reach out to us. Talk to us about it. We yeah, want life realizations or, you know, do you give a fuck more now? Do you give a fuck less? Whatever you want. We want to yeah. hear about it. We Zero fucks given. are doing this podcast because we love each other and just in that but we're also really interested in you as our community the people who are listening to us and we're grateful for you to listening so thank you for tuning in and sharing some time with us if you are liking us please leave us a review on itunes yeah rate and subscribe or on spotify yeah it all all those metrics just help us find new people to listen and tune in and hopefully give us a little more community and a little more support and also tell your friends because that's the best way to find out about podcasts yeah it would mean so much to us again thank you for listening we're so appreciative this is really this has been really really fun to do i look forward to doing it every week and yeah we just want to create fun enjoyable content for you to listen to while you're stuck in that stupid sf traffic (laughs) (laughs) while you're stuck underground in the bart eternally waiting for the end line yeah we just want to soothe you with our dulcet tones and gremlin noises. And with that gremlin noise, we're going to say bye. bye. Know My Actual Sister is produced and edited by me, Ryan Patrick Welsh. And me, Sarah Catherine Welsh. Cover art created by the incredible Aurora Johnson. You can find her stuff for sale at glitterita.redbubble.com. And make sure to follow her on Instagram at glitterita. Speaking of Instagram, follow us at Know My Actual Sister and let us know what you think. Or send us an email to knowmyactualsister at gmail. Finally, if you're enjoying the pod, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.